Did you know that we have a tremendous worship team at Preaching Christ Church? And you know what I think makes them so great is not simply their talent, although they are incredibly talented. It's the hearts. It's the humility that they bring when they lead worship. We so often say that when pride walks onto the stage, that's when God walks off. God is not going to compete with our pride. Well, I'm very thankful for our worship team and the music that they create and the music they provide. And I would love to share our music with you. You know, you can listen to our music through our free mobile app at Awakened to Grace. You can also listen through our YouTube channel at Preaching Christ Church. But I want to share this song with you today in hopes that it will minister to you in a great way. You're never gonna let me down. 
Elijah goes, we've been embattled with this thing for a long time. He said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He says, let me, let, let's, let's settle this. Let's settle this. You call upon your God. I'll call upon my God. Whoever sends fire down from heaven, that's who we'll worship. The prophets of Baal said, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Let's do it. The people of Israel said, yeah, let's do it. Everybody gathers for the big day. They're in drought. It hasn't rained for three and a half years. The prophets of Baal gather, and they're doing their whole thing, and God's not answering, and Elijah's so smart aleck about it. You can read it. It's in the Bible. He's like, where's your God at? He literally said, he said, is he relieving himself? He said it. I'm telling you, Elijah's that type. He didn't care. He had no filter. I'm sure somebody said, he can't say that. And he mocks them and makes fun of them. And obviously, Bell doesn't answer. And do you know what Elijah does? He prepares his altar according to the word of God. Twelve stones for all twelve tribes of Israel. He gathers the wood. He puts the oxen on the wood. And then he, tell, he does the unthinkable. He says, soak it with water. Man, I'm telling you right now, if I was a part of Elijah's administrative team, I'd be like, oh, God, what's he doing? And then they soak it with water. They're in a drought, and they soak it with water. Now, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but if you're trying to build a fire, water's the last thing you're going to put on it, right? And he said, soak it again. At that point, I'd be going, he, he's lost it. He's done. He's finished. He's literally lost his head. After the second time, he said, soak it again. The Bible says they poured so much water over the wood and over the sacrifice that it filled the trench around the altar. That much water. And Elijah began to pray. What are we talking about? Effectual, righteous, fervent, powerful prayers. And Elijah began to pray, and as he prayed, God responded, fire fell from heaven, and it not only lit the wood on fire, it consumed everything. It even lapped up all the water in the trenches. And the Bible says that Israel fell on their face and said, the Lord, he is God. God showed his power on that day. Now, the problem was it still hadn't rained yet. Now, are you with me? Say amen if you're with me. The end of chapter 18 and around verse 41 through 46, 47, Elijah is with Ahab, and you can imagine the tension that's going on. And Elijah is with basically the leader, the president, the king of Israel. And here's what he said. Elijah said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to Mount Carmel. I'm gonna, here's what he did. He distanced himself. He went off on his own. He went away. He isolated himself. He went alone. He got alone with God. Let me tell you, the Lord spoke to me about our church in this verses. The Lord reminded me that over this period of time, he doesn't want us to get entangled in all this and all that. We are to separate ourselves unto the Lord, and we're to pray as we've never prayed before. Amen. 
And I just want to be frank and I want to be straightforward here. There's some of you, you need to begin coming to prayer meeting because you're too distracted through the week. You're too distracted in life. God wants to do things in an extraordinary way in your life, but you got way too many things going on. And you need to drop them and you need to come to prayer meeting. I'm just telling you, you need to start coming. You say, I I get it, I get it. Some people, they live far away and some people have multiple responsibilities and some people in this. And I mean, I get it. I'm not throwing stones at everybody, but I'm saying there's some of you, God wants to do such a work. You're gonna have to distance yourself from other things and you have to come to Mount Carmel and you're gonna have to get alone with God for God to do what he really wants to do. So he separates himself. He goes to Mount Carmel. The Bible says he got down in the dirt. He put his head between his legs and he began to travail. And he began to pray. He began to pray. He began to pray. He began to pray. And he had a servant with him. That would have been me who probably would have resigned when he started putting water on the altar. But anyway, he had a servant with him and he told the servant, he said, I want you to go and look over the sea and tell me what you see. And the servant came back and the servant said, nothing. And that's where 95% of you and I would have got up from the dirt, wiped ourselves off and said, oh, well, I tried. That's where we would have said, well, we gave it our best shot. That's where we would have said, well, it's just not the will of God. That's where we would have said, well, maybe God's not listening. But do you know what Elijah did? Come on now. The prayer of the righteous person has great power while it's working. While it's working. Elijah stayed in the dirt. Elijah said, go again. I hope this servant's in heaven because I want to sit down with him and talk to him. I picture that servant going, I don't know what he's doing. He's throwing water on altars. I mean, that worked. Now he's up here in the dirt praying for rain. It hadn't rained in three years and six months. And now he's got me looking for nothing. There's nothing in the clouds. He goes back to Elijah, nothing, my Lord. That's where you and I would have said. The Bible says that Elijah told his servant, go seven times, seven trips, seven trips up and down that mountain, seven times. I don't even want to go up a mountain once, let alone seven We went on that small group retreat yesterday at Natural Tunnels and Sadie went hiking with them down the tunnel. I said, she come back. I said, how was it? She said, terrible. She said, it was a mile down there and a mile back. Again, I said, thank you, God, that I can't see right now. Hallelujah. I don't want to hike no mountain. And seven times. And on that seventh time, it began to rain. No. Thunder was heard. No. Great flashes of lightning. Negative. The servant came back and said, I see the cloud 
about the size of a man's hand. (laughs) And Elijah had the spiritual wherewithal to say, God is working. I'm telling you, we're on the cusp. We're on the brink of something in the heavens breaking loose. But we can't stop praying. You say, Chad, I see no turnaround. I see nothing happening. Everything is just as it was. I don't see God moving. Then keep on praying. Because the point is, the prayer of a righteous person has great power, not just once it's been prayed, but as it is working. The process. And Elijah knew it's getting ready Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. But listen, we got to distance ourselves from those who would hold us back. We've got to separate. We've got to go get alone with God for God to do what he truly wants to do. Amen? That has to happen. And I'm just telling you what God is telling me. I'm too busy. And I need to drop some things. And I need to begin to seek the heart of God as never before because I'm not trying to be emotional and I'm not trying to be dramatic I'm just telling you we are on the brink of God doing something extraordinary who's going to pray it through who's going to trust God who's going to seek God who's going to recognize and say yeah it's not business as usual we're going to pray so right now I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. Maybe for the first time in your entire life, maybe for the first time, when you think of the prayer of a righteous person, you don't think of someone else. You see you. Better yet, you see Jesus in you. And come on, we're we're, going to break through this right now. I want you to think about the salvation that God's given you, the grace that God has given you, the sins that God's forgiven of you. I want you to think about what God, the great atoning work that God has done in your life. And and let me tell you, I want us to pray today in a different way. I want us to pray and say, God, you've made me righteous. And based on that righteousness, I come before you. And I bring this need before you, not on my righteousness, yours. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, let let me just tell you something terribly exciting. See, me and Eric got here this morning and we were the first ones to get here other than Susan Bishop. And and we walked in and we walked into the auditorium and it was pitch black. But, But listen, you know what? This building is wired for power. Now, come on now, get with me right now. This building is wired absolutely wired for power. But what does it take to get the power? You got to have a point of contact. Eric had to go over to the panel and he had to flip the switch. And when he flipped the switch, the contact was made and bam, the power comes on. Let me tell you, Christian, (laughs) let me tell you, Preaching Christ Church, God has wired us for power. 
We are hardwired in through the Holy Spirit for divine power, the kind of power that pulls down strongholds in people's lives the kind of power that God brings healing through, the kind of power that God rescues through. You and I are designed, we are wired with power. And that's why the Bible says, the righteous praying of a righteous man has great what? Power as it's working. But do you know what that power needs? A point of contact. It needs a point of contact. That's why when you begin to pray and you begin to pray God's word, That's the point of contact that brings power to your praying. Now see, I didn't answer my question. I've got to answer my question. Why did Elijah pray no rain? It seemed cruel. Guess what I didn't know till this week. Deuteronomy chapter 11. God promises all the blessings in all of the world to his people. But do you know what God warns them? God says, you worship other gods. You turn from me. You worship other gods. I'll give no rain to the earth. Do you know what I didn't know until this week? All Elijah did was pray the word of God. All Elijah did was pray what God had already decreed. I didn't know that. And God fulfilled his word. Listen, some of your prayers aren't being heard because you're making them up. You're not praying the word of God. You're not praying the power and authority of God's word. No, we need to begin to pray with authority. We need to begin to pray with power. Let me tell you, child of God, you're wired for power. You're not helpless. You're not helpless today. You're not weak. You're you're wired for the power of the Holy Spirit. Will you access it? Why are we going to lay hands on people? Because when we lay hands on people, that's a point of contact. It's what the Bible says to do. It's what the Bible says to do. Where are you today? Are you growing in your faith? How's your faith? That's what I want to ask you. Are you growing in prayer? Are you growing in giving? Are you growing in spiritual maturity? Are you growing in, in love? Are you growing in prayer? Are you growing in these things? It's what God's measuring. He's not measuring the attendance today. And he's not measuring your 401k. And God's not measuring your bonus. God's measuring your faith today. So right now, I want us to pray together. And I'm finished now. After two, three closings, I'm finished. And I want us to pray differently. And the difference is I want you to pray with the righteousness that Jesus has given to you. So let's pray right now. God, I bring my need before you, Lord, my need. I bring my need before you, not in me, not because I've deserved anything, not because I'm worthy of anything, not even because I'm worthy to stand before your throne or kneel before your throne, but because of what Jesus has done for me in his atoning work. I thank you, God, for the forgiveness of my sin. I thank you for the grace that you've lavished upon me, Lord. And I thank you that all of my needs are met according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you that you're my shepherd and I shall not want. 
but you make me to lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside the still waters to restore my soul. I thank you that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I thank you that all grace will abound toward me, that having all sufficiency for all things in all times, I will abound in every good work. I thank you for these things, Lord. I thank you. I thank you that you'll meet every need, every physical need, every financial need, every emotional need. You will meet every single need that I have for the sake of your son, Jesus. You'll do that, God. You're the potter, Lord, and I'll gladly be at your bench. I'll gladly allow you to reshape and remold. I'll gladly allow you to put the flame to me. Do your work in us, Lord. Let this spring be the most fruitful spring this house has ever had. Give us miracles, oh God. Not for our bragging. God forbid. Not for our bragging, but for the boasting of the Lord that God is faithful. God will do what he says he will do. For the boasting of the Lord. For the boasting of the Lord. Not for us, Jesus. Shape us and mold us after your will. We pray these things, not in our righteousness, but in the righteousness that comes through your Son. Now, as we have prayed, may great power be working according to the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for listening to our broadcast today. I did want to take just a moment and mention our store. If you go to our website, awakenedtograce.com, just navigate to the store page and you're going to find music by all of our awakened artists and plenty of books by Pastor Chad. Also, while you're on the website, you can view Pastor Chad's story about his blindness and what the Lord is doing through him through Awakened to Grace and through our church, Preaching Christ Church. Thank you so much for joining us today on Awakened to Grace.